0: mother, Agrippina. In actual fact, the senatorial class presumably never forgave him for moving towards a ruling system which was possibly more independent and absolutistic, but also included a policy of being open to the middle class and the people, culminating in a very important monetary reform to the detriment of wealthy landowners. Nero was undoubtedly a prince who was less interested in politics and military strategies than in art and all its forms. It is possible indeed that he might have helped draft large-scale building projects including his thermal baths, a very important building for the Roman population. Today not much is left of these establishments. We know however that they were located in Campo Marzio, not far from the Pantheon. The innovative symmetry of Nero's baths was used as model for all other imperial thermal establishments. These included those built in the 3rd century AD by Caracalla, or those of the 4th century built by Diocletian, whose central wing today includes the Basilica of Santa Maria degli Angeli by Michelangelo. Another interesting project by Nero was that of unifying the imperial residence on the Palatine hill built by his predecessors Augustus and Tiberius with the family possession on the Esquiline hill, creating what was known as his Domus Transitoria, that is to say temporary residence. But in 64 AD something happened which led to an unforeseen turn in the building events of the city and not only. It all happened during the night of the 18th of July in 64 AD, while the Emperor was staying in his villa at Anzio. A catastrophic event hit the population of Rome with a fire that started from the end of the Circus Maximus and then burnt for days across most of the city. Flames were then also fed and propagated by the wind. After five days when the fire seemed to have been extinguished, it started to break out anew in other areas. Apart from the houses, it destroyed numerous temples, sanctuaries, and public buildings. The phases of the fire are masterfully described by the historian Tacitus. The fire, in its fury, invaded the plain first, then it climbed the hills and finally descended again. Any kind of aid was thus useless due to the speed with which the fire spread to the alleys being so narrow and winding, and to the structure of the huge boroughs which made up the old town. Mention should also be made of the women screaming, the old people's weakness, and the hopelessness of children and of those who tried to save themselves or others, carrying away the wounded or slowing down to wait for them. In any case, both of those who did not move and those who tried to flee stood in each other's way. Often, while looking back, they were hit from the front or from the sides, and those who believed that they had managed to escape were soon surrounded by flames again. Several hypotheses were put forward as to the causes of the fire. The first was that it might have been arson, because also, according to Tacitus, people were seen intentionally starting the fire.